She never turned her head when you walked by You never made a laugh caught her eye But you swore in silence every day That you would somehow make her turn your way She would fall under Good morning, good morning, good morning, sweet, beautiful Texas and beyond. Corey Morrow, Angela, one of my favorites, kicking things off for us on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. I'm your host, Cable Smith. Thank you so much for being here today. It is a treat to be able to talk hunting, fishing, and the great outdoors with you fine folks each and every week. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and were able to spend quality time with those who are most important to you. And uh, if you took it a step further, maybe you were able to get into the woods with those very important people in your life. Um, as soon as we're off there today, my brother and I are headed to the Deer Leash. So uh, looking forward to spending some quality time with him. And anyway, it's a great time to be alive in the great outdoors. I tell you what, lots of big bucks hit the ground last weekend. People are sending photos in from all over the south. It looks like the rut has fired up. Uh, oh, and not just the South. I saw a Midwest, uh, well, I guess it was an Iowa buck that went 254. <laughs> saw that on uh, Facebook this week. I think it's the biggest buck killed uh, anywhere in the United States with a bow and arrow this year. This is the biggest one I've heard of anyway. Uh, so they are hitting the ground, and uh, it's prime time. The rut is on in our neck of the woods anyway. I know if you go a little farther south, uh, you have to wait till closer to Christmas, but uh, that's in deep south Texas. And muleys don't get fired up till a little later, uh, but that is upon us as well. And the waterfowl season, rocking and rolling. I think uh, the big birds are starting to show up. Early season looked like a lot of teal, wood ducks, uh, but starting to see some mallards and widgeon as well. Uh, so that's always exciting. And then... Uh, been seeing some 10 pound bass as well people have been catching so lunkers are hot and heavy putting on that feed sack filling up on shad just gorging themselves and you know where to find them those main lake points are prime habitat for this time of year as the uh, shad will get blown up there and those big girls are in there taking advantage of that so there's no better time to be living the outdoor lifestyle than right now Live each moment to the fullest. Soak up that sunrise. Take a minute. Close your eyes for a second. Take a deep breath and just listen. Enjoy those songbirds who are welcoming another day. That's one of my favorite things about the woods. And, and that's when I feel the closest uh, to our creator as that sun's coming up and all of his critters are welcoming another day. Soak it up. Uh, so, what's on the docket for today? We've got a good one, so you know what to do by now. Pull up that stool a little closer to the campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat-up old thermos, because off the top, we're going to discuss the new 6.5 PRC caliber, which, uh, from all accounts, is like a 6.5 Creedmoor on steroids. Our buddy Derek Ratliff of Horizon Firearms is a big fan I'm talking about this is a brand spanking new caliber. Horizon is one of the first companies to start building them after Hornady put out their uh, initial cartridge. Uh, so 6.5 PRC talk. Uh, what does it do better than the 6.5 Creedmoor? Which you guys and gals know has been 
pretty much the hottest caliber for North American hunters chasing anything from mule deer on down uh, over the last two or three years. And so here's this uh, 6.5 PRC. What's it going to do to the 6.5 Creedmoor? Is it going to displace it? Because I don't know if it really has any drawbacks at all, but y'all know that's uh, out of my league. So we are thrilled to have Derek join us and talk about this exciting new caliber. Oh, and we'll also recap Derek's Wyoming mule deer hunt he just got back from, uh, which I've never hunted Wyoming, so I'm curious to know if it's a preference point or straight lottery. But uh, yeah, we'll talk Wyoming muleys and uh, antelope here in a bit as well. Then we'll shift gears and uh, what do we do? Oh yeah, I'm going to recount last weekend's experience at my deer lease. I ended up taking a really nice nine-point the rut was in full swing. A uh, couple questions for you guys and gals about shots um, on a moving deer. Would you or wouldn't you take them? I'll, uh, I'll talk about my situation and how I ended up killing this buck. Um, Scent Blaster was a big part of that. So I'll recount my experience as well. And then uh, we'll wrap up the broadcast when Sportsman's Box founder Adam Whitehead, a lifelong outdoorsman, We'll be here. We'll talk some deer hunting and also get into the Sportsman's Box, which was the first of its kind as far as hunting-related products delivered to your door in a monthly box. So it's the gift that keeps on giving all year long, Clark. Uh, that's what's on the docket for today. It's going to be a good one. Let's do a uh, – oh, yeah, I need to remind you before we do a giveaway about our November Photo of the Month contest, 50-quart Lone Star Outdoors Show Edition Bison Cooler $350 value. All you have to do, send in your best hunting or fishing photo. Better yet, post it on our Facebook page wall or tag us on Instagram with LSOS Photo Contest. Use that hashtag on Instagram. We'll get you entered for a chance to win the Bison Cooler. And then our 12 monthly winners from 2017 will square off at the end of the year for a chance to join me on our grand prize hunt package, we're hunting trophy axis bucks or black buck down at Coons Canyon Ranch in Rock Springs, Texas. So another great grand prize package brought to us by Coons Canyon Ranch. Um, quick giveaway. I've got, what are we giving away today? Oh, yeah. A Costa sunglasses camo bass fishing cap and Costa sunglasses t-shirt. And uh, we'll throw in a Lone Star Outdoor Show sticker. Third person to text in the word bass. That's Bass to 214-289-7807. You're today's lucky winner. Text it in, Bass, and you can win today's prize pack. Let's take a break. Up next, Derek Ratliff of Horizon Firearms jumps on. We're going to break down the 6.5 PRC right here. That's what I heard him say. See the big man cry. Do you have a hog problem at your ranch or deer lease? We have the solution, the system hog trap comes in two sizes, 17-foot and 30-foot diameter traps. After you trap the hogs, take the top section off the trap and use it for another feeder site to keep the hogs away from the feeder. The system is both a trap and a deer food plot fence. That way you don't waste your money on just a hog trap. Call 940-391-3669 or visit www.goinfencing.com. That's goinfencing.com. Hey, North Texas sports fans, this is Brian Spagnola, General Manager of Texas Motor Cars in Addison. My family's been in the car business for over 50 years, and I want to show you the difference in buying from a family-owned and operated business. TexasMotorCars.com is an awesome website that lets you do virtually all of your shopping online. 
We have a professional photographer that takes amazing photos, and we give you all the information that you'll need up front. You can even find out how much we will give you for your trade-in before you ever come in. I take pride in the fact you can come in, choose a car, and be out in less than an hour. We have financing rates starting at 1.79% on pre-owned vehicles and can help almost anybody. Please do yourself a favor. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle of any kind, give us a shot. Let me show you how easy buying a vehicle should be. Visit TexasMotorCars.com or come visit our 20,000-square-foot indoor showroom in Addison. Again, visit TexasMotorCars.com or call us at 1-888-9-TX-MOTORS. Hey, hey, y'all, this is Roger Crager, and if I'm not out fishing or trying to take over the world, I'm listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. A little more than a few old guns handed down the line Once owned by my nana and papa, but now they're mine Gable Smith, welcome everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show powered by Dallas Safari Club. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. And hey, thanks to Roger Kreger, too, for writing such a badass song. I got the guns, one of my favorites, bringing us back. Uh, we are all set to talk about a brand spanking new caliber to hit the firearms industry. But before we jump into it with Derek Ratliff of Horizon Firearms, this segment of the show is brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy, located in Marion, Texas, now with a second shop in San Antonio. Josh and Becky Gunther have been taking care of all of my trophies for a long time. Let's just say that. They do amazing work. They answer the phone when I call, and they have fast turnaround time. When I say that, I mean, hey, less than six months for a whitetail, that's unheard of. You can find them at gr the number 8 mounts.com that's gr the number eight mounts.com all right well let's go ahead and bring on our first guest here he's a longtime friend of ours a passionate big game hunter and one heck of a gun maker it's my pleasure to welcome horizon firearms president Derek ratliff back to the show yeah thanks for having me it's been a while yeah and it, man it looks like uh, you've had a successful hunting season so far uh looks like a really nice trip out west to wyoming oh man it's been it's been awesome we've uh hadn't got myself texas deer yet but you know we took a trip to wyoming this year with mom and dad um we all drew tags and um my dad and myself got some real nice mule deer and then mom and dad each got a nice antelope and then um we made a trip back home drove in from wyoming late that night uh, about 20 hours later i put the camo on slept about an hour and crawled up in the deer stand and actually shot a 10 point whitetail in north texas there with my bow so it's been a, <laughs> been a pretty wild start you know five animals and about 48 hours is, is pretty crazy a 20 hour drive huh yeah. yeah i mean i tell you it's brutal it's very brutal <laughs> yeah i uh so i shot my first um elk with a rifle this year i've killed him with a bow nice. but uh, yeah shot it with the seven mag in northwest colorado we were right on the colorado wyoming border Nice. Yeah. Um, That's so. why, man, elk, elk are by far my favorite. Like I said, you know, mule deer and stuff are awesome. Um, you know, I shot my best mule deer ever this year. Um, but I would I would trade just about all the hunting to, to do elk every year. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt, especially during the rut. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you do you miss bow hunting, Derek? Cause you, so for people that don't know or haven't listened to our conversations in the past, you actually used to be in the archery industry before you started mm-hmm. building custom rifles. Yeah, yeah. No, I tell you, it's it's interesting. It's uh, 
it's fun and it's fun to look back and it's like, you know, riding a bicycle. I, I was laughing. I told my wife, you know, when I decided I was going to bow hunt this year, I don't get to do it every year. Obviously, you know, we try and try and take stuff with the rifles and, and test new products and that kind of stuff. And, you know, tags are limited, but I, uh, pulled out my bow this year and uh, I still shoot the destroyer 340, which is one of the last projects I work with at Bowtech and HHA, uh, single pin slider site and went straight to 60 yards and shot an awesome group. And I told her, I was like, man, it's like riding a bike. And I was a little <laughs> sore the next morning, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's fun. I tell you, you know, but the bow hunting deal, unless you've done it, it's real hard to describe the feeling of being that close to something. Um, you know, it's just, there's a lot more that goes into it. You know, I think, I think, you know, why I like the long range side is, is the, the component end of the, you know, the precision archery and precision shooting, you know, are a lot the same mindset and, you know, so it, you know, it correlates well, but I definitely, definitely do miss it. Oh, I mean, the long range stuff is certainly a real techie, um, mm-hmm. niche, you know, um, for sure. And- but it's and becoming more and more popular as we've talked about, you know, over oh, yeah. the last, over the years. You know, it's it's you know the the guns have come a long way, the components have come a long way, tags have gotten more expensive, and you know I think that it's just come with um, you, you know there's a lot of technology that's making it easier to shoot well long range, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's kind of redefine what what people think of as long range. I mean, realistically, yeah. Well, so so let's talk about that uh, Wyoming hunt because mm-hmm. uh, where I was in, in Colorado, we actually part of the ranch we were hunting was, I think it was thirty thousand acres in Colorado, oh, and yeah. seventy thousand of it was in Wyoming. We couldn't hunt the Wyoming side, but we could stand mm-hmm. there and just look into Wyoming. You know, so <laughs> I felt like I've almost been to Wyoming, but uh, I never hunted there. So you just did this uh, mule deer hunt, I believe it was on private land, but you still mm-hmm. had to draw a tag, right? Correct. Yeah. I'd say Wyoming, Wyoming for me is is really a special place. I've always kind of joked if I had property in a different state, I'd really want it to be Wyoming. It's just big and vast and open and, uh, you know, it just feels, uh, feels wild, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, we, we have a, a good friend up there who has some property, uh, some family property north of Gillette and they, they take a couple hundreds a year. And, um, and so we paid, you know, a trespass fee there and then actually drew, uh, both the the antelope and mule deer. And I'll tell you, what we did this year, and, I, and in the past I've not done this, but it seems to be getting harder and harder to draw tags up there. We went ahead and Wyoming offers a special draw, so you pay a little bit extra, and you know, your odds go from 60% to 90%. So, you know, it's not guaranteed, but it's pretty much guaranteed. You know, the state charges a little more money for it. But, you know, based on our schedules and stuff, it's, it was a better way to go this year. But um yeah, so i drew a, a mule deer and dad got mule deer and antelope and mom got uh, uh antelope which is it was fun like they've they've not really hunted a whole lot um you know outside of texas and mom really hasn't hunted that much you know growing up and stuff so i set them up with a six millimeter creedmoor with a, a scope long range and everything and then there at the the ranch uh north texas i set them up a target you know gong at 400 and taught them how to use everything and Mom and dad practiced for a couple months beforehand, and you know, dad's dad's mule deer was at uh, a little over 300. Uh, his antelope was like around 470, and then my mom's actually shot her mule deer at 530. Wow! Um, <laughs> so for all you know, all one shot kills for you know for people who have not done it, um, you know, to, mom I said it was awesome. Uh, dad shot his antelope, and it basically went down. And then when it went down, another good goat got up. And we switched shooters, and Mom jumped on the gun, and 
um, you know, dialed it up and it stopped and she made a great shot on it. So it's just, it's kind of fun, you know, not to see them not hesitate after not doing long range shooting. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and, um, going back to South Africa, you were there the week before I was this summer mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit about, you know, that trip leading up to it, what to expect. The mm-hmm. shots were significantly farther than say hunting <laughs> in Texas. I mean, oh yeah, I didn't have to poke anything at 500 yards. I did shoot and miss a, uh, a wildebeest at 520 yards, but Carl blamed himself. He said he called the wind wrong. So that's, tough. Like, that's the tough part, man. Yeah. That's definitely the issue. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, most of my shots, so I took nine animals. I think seven of them were outside 300 yards, all between mm-hmm. like three, and I think the longest shot was like 375. So pretty consistent. Which, too, I mean, compared to what you see around here, I mean, that's that's what you want, right? It just gives you a little Here's my stand. Here's my whitetail feeder. It's 100 yards. I guarantee you, if you go look on any <laughs> Texas property, that's what you're going to find, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and, and like I said, so you see, you know, you go to Africa, and it's a lot more, it's a lot more doable than you think, um, and just gives you a little more opportunity to, to, to make better setups, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, not, not to get in and rush a freehand shot or whatever. You know, you make better setups at distance, and I think you get a little more confidence, a little better shot placement because of that. Well, I left. I mean, I left that trip feeling a lot more confident in my ability. Yep. Uh, and like I said, I, I didn't even kill anything out past 400 yards. Yep. Um, but uh, just from I tell you that I warned you for you know, and we're, and we're looking at, and I know y'all are too, and we're looking at putting together a group and going again this year. Um, it is the only place I think you can go and get years of, of hunting, shooting experience. Uh, in, in a week's time, yeah, the, guy yeah. that, the guy that went with us, he's like, man, I got 10 years worth of long range shooting in a seven day trip. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, well, so, so going back to, uh, to Wyoming though, is that, um, is that draw only? I mean, or, or can you use preference points there? I, I don't know how, you know, I don't actually uh, on, on Wyoming, I don't actually know, to be totally honest with you. I know that, you know, for me, I've been putting up preference points for Colorado and then and, my, and I've been lucky every time, you know, I take that back. I do know that it is a preference point there, but um, I guess every time that I've ever put in, I've drawn, mm-hmm. even though, even a couple of years back, you know, always see when, like when the economy comes down, that's the best time to try and put in for draws. Uh, we drew a, a unit 32 antelope, uh, which was supposed to be a very difficult archery draw and draw it out drew it out first time. So I've never not drawn, Wyoming, which is crazy. Knock on wood, I'm gonna <laughs> mm-hmm. be careful with that. But I've always drawn Wyoming, where all the other states, I've, I've you know, had had difficulties getting and growing points. Yeah, well, and and I, I burned a preference point in Colorado for a muzzleloader tag this year, mm-hmm. and uh, and then drew a muzzleloader tag. My first choice was archery elk in New Mexico, and yep. I didn't get it. So second yep. choice because I just wanted to stay in that unit, mm-hmm. familiar with it, and they have you know good mule deer and and elk. So. Yep. Drew my muzzleloader tag, but uh, awesome. Yeah, the muzzleloader deal is fun. We we put together a couple this year, um, you know, just custom muzzleloaders for fun, more or less. One for myself and one for a customer, and uh, we both tried to draw the New Mexico around Unit Four area. Um, he actually drew, and I did not draw, mm. and he shot about a hundred and seventy inch muley with his mu- with the muzzleloader <laughs> we built. So it was kind of a, a neat deal. That's awesome. Um, uh, as far as your shot on the mule deer, what, what was it mm-hmm. for? You said 470 something? Four, 497. It was kind of neat. We, we were coming up the top of the bluff where we knew he had been. The My buddy's got a lot of those cameras that cell phone texture, which is awesome because you don't have to go in and bump an area. And, you you know, you can kind of see deer and they get a little more natural to it. 
Um, and so we had known that this deer was in the area, but um, we spotted him a couple miles from where we'd been seeing him fairly consistently. And we literally kind of took the truck up the top of this big bluff and we're planning on sitting down, having lunch and just getting on the glass, watching this big area. And as soon as we stopped, I saw him turn his, you know, turn his head and saw his antlers glance and got on the spot and scope. And he was a little over a thousand yards bedded in this awesome little spot. I mean, he was basically up this big coulee at the top of a, a, a draw in almost like in a little hole. <laughs> mm. And you could see just his head and kind of in front of his body. And uh, we identified that it Feeling was Feeling pretty you know, protected, could, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Perfect yeah. spot I mean, for he, him. He looked like he'd been there a long time and probably probably frequents there. But, you know, he has a couple kick, extra kickers on both sides that make him, you know, like 34 outside, you know, spread a big wide framey deer. And so we, we crawl up to just, just under 500, like 497, and ranged him, had a seven mile an hour crosswind. And he was, you know, he was bedded down facing us. And I could see basically his left shoulder, neck, head, and everything, could see that crease real well. And, um, gave it a little bit for wind, dialed out, and smoked him right in the crease. And he, I mean, you can see the video on our Facebook. He literally and doesn't even kick. I mean, it, it, with the Creedmoor, the six five Creedmoor, um, it was a pretty, pretty neat deal. I said special, special deer for me. My biggest mule deer, probably for a long time. And he was a hundred, what, hundred and seventy? Yeah, yeah, he'd be like mid one seventies kind of deer. I mean, the thing that hurts him is he's uh, doesn't have real deep forks and he doesn't have real good front. But like I said, he's just super framing with a lot of extras, which I like. My dad's deer, actually, um, you know, it was an 8x5 uh, with inlines and good forks. And like I said, he, he went just under 180. You could fit two of my uh, my New Mexico muzzleloader bucks that I you know shot. You could fit two of those in, in, in your buck. So <laughs> I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, you get so, lucky sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so let's talk about the – let's talk about that. So he was bedded down. Mm-hmm. Did you guys catch any flack on the on the Facebook post for shooting a deer that was bedded? We haven't, and I know that a lot of people, uh, you know, have have issues with that. And, and like I said, you know, we talked about it uh, quite a bit, you know. But what we were afraid of is, you know, he get up and bust out of there, and then, you know, then what, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I don't want to sound overconfident, but you know, we shoot a lot. And, um, you know, and I the gun like, says Horizon firearms on it. Right, so. <laughs> right. And so I felt, you know, like, like my buddy, you know, he looked at me and said, you, you, can you make that shot? I'm like, oh, yeah, all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and in fact, it was kind of funny. We, we um, first shot, you know, we, we put, put a round in, pull the trigger and click. And he's like to me like we didn't load it. And we had we had some ammo, uh, factory ammo we had some issues with, a particular lot of it. Anyway, but we had uh, a primer not go off. I, you know, calmly chucked another one in, thump, and nailed him. And he looked at me and said, man, he didn't even flinch on the first one. I'm like, well, we just, we, we do it a lot, you know. <laughs> and so uh, I felt pretty solid at that angle with that new Hornady bullet. Um, I mean, they've been really good for us, uh, the the X bullets. And then look at your, you know, um, I mean, your heart of beast stuff. I mean, when you watch the video, that that, that bullet went clean through and, uh, you know, zipped through it so far. <laughs> I think then Carl even looked like, uh, thought you'd miss that. He that said animal, but... way over his back is what he said. And then 30 <laughs> seconds later, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. he said, it's been a good bullet across the across the round we took it to africa this year and you know i'd shot a water bucket about the same distance and i knew that bullet was a, a pretty solid choice so mm-hmm. but no you know and i expected to but 
We're going back to that, Ben, the ethics of it is uh, people say, oh, I won't shoot a deer when he's bedded. I won't shoot a deer if he's getting a drink of water. I won't shoot a deer if he's fighting another deer. I like a dead deer at the end of the day. (laughs) And if I'm putting my ass out there, doing all the work, get up at 3 a.m. to go sit in the stand, freeze my butt off, I don't care what the deer is doing. If he's close enough for me to shoot him and I can make a clean shot – I think that's the ethical shot. I don't. Right. What he is doing at the moment he dies does not matter to me. Right, right. Well, like I said, you know, I think I might let him it, finish if he's, you know, having sex just out of respect. But <laughs> oh man, like, you know, if he's procreating. <laughs> well, especially if he's a big buck, I might want him to finish. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But like yeah. I said, you know, it's it's you know one of those deals. Um, you know, like like you said, to me, it doesn't make a huge amount of difference and if he's you know calm and relaxed and hasn't been running i know the meat's going to be you know not adrenaline filled and you know it it's just a quick easy shot yeah yeah so but, well cool yeah i encourage folks to check out the video uh awesome shot there let's uh let's do this though let's let's uh take a quick break and then mm-hmm. come back and and shift gears i want to talk about some new trends in the firearm yeah. industry where it's going mm-hmm. uh there's a new caliber out there i know you guys are on the ground level as far yep. as building this one, which uh, I understand is like a 6.5 Creedmoor on steroids. So yep. are you cool to stick around for a few more minutes? Absolutely. Perfect. And that segment brought to you by IOTA Outdoors. If you're looking for the perfect backcountry rifle stock, check out the IOTA Crux. It weighs 27 ounces. It's what I have on my Horizon 7 mag. And you'd think that with uh, such a lightweight stock, the recoil would be pretty severe. No. It is so well made that it's like shooting a 243. I'm not kidding. Check it out. It's the IOTA Crux, and you can find it at iotaoutdoors.com. We'll be right back with more from Derek Ratliff of Horizon Firearms. I promise we'll finally get into the 6.5 PRC. You're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Let's get started. Who knows when we'll be parted? No time to be downhearted on this night. Let's play some good old music, my heart sure could Hey y'all, Cable here for my good friends over at Outlaw Outfitters. This veteran-owned and operated outfit will put you on the ducks, to say the least. I've been hunting with them for, gosh, four or five years now. They also do uh, deer, hog, and turkey as well. They have over 15,000 acres they hunt in Collin, Grayson, and Fannin counties. Whether you want to do a turnkey, you know, one-morning waterfowl hunt, or a complete weekend package with authentic Cajun cooking and lodging, it's all right there within an hour of the Metroplex, and you can find them at huntoutlaw.com. In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best-built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at bobcatadvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of Dallas and Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, and now McKinney. Visit bobcatofdallas.com or call 469-586-0000. Hey, y'all. Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a -a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Slide over, slide over. 
Riley Ray Harris has some pipes on her. I tell you what, slide over the name of that one, bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. I'm your host, Cable Smith. Thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Players, our presenting sponsors. And thanks to you for being here today. It is a treat to be talking outdoors with you as, man, we are about to get into an exciting new rifle caliber, the 6.5 PRC. Uh, but before we do that, this segment of the show brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I'd like to invite you to get plugged in with this great group of folks who are passionate about hunters' rights, education, and conservation. To do so, check us out at biggame.org. Okay, uh, well, let's go ahead and get back into it here with Derek Ratliff, our old buddy from Horizon Firearms. Uh, Derek, thanks for sticking around through the break, man. Certainly appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the firearm industry. Uh, and and this is just personal experience. I, I went to uh, my local gun store here where I was actually going to try to file to get my suppressor, all this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I go up there, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going out of business. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, you yep. guys are printing money. What's going on? Obviously... Hillary getting elected, not good for yep. the firearm industry um, as a whole. Yep. And I know that that hasn't really affected the higher-end custom side as much as, yep. say, some of these mass-produced, you know, bigger companies that have 50,000 ARs stacked up in a warehouse yep. uh, that they can't sell now. So it's uh, an interesting, it's an interesting deal, man. I mean, for us, I was, you know, we're we're looking at budgeting for 18 and bringing some new projects and stuff in house and. Um, you know, we're, we're up about four X of what we were last year. Um, but when we talk to our dealers, which, what you're seeing is a couple things. One, there's a lot of dealers, and like, I don't mean this offensive in any kind of way. There's a lot of dealers that got into the gun industry in the time that it was hotter than it's ever been. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people don't remember what it used to be like if that makes sense. And so what happened for eight years, it was so good that it's like, Oh yeah, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and more ridiculous on the, what I would say, the, the, you know, you can call them black guns, uh, you know, modern sporting rifle type, uh, purchases. Right. Right. Um, and, and that's just the reality of it. And so, you know, a lot of people took, took some big risks with inventory and, and stuff, you know, expecting the presidency to go the other way. And so now, you know, for us, what, what I kind of feel like, is it's just normalizing again, you know, like it's getting back to, um, you know, what it was before, you know, and what I think that's doing, at least that's what we've seen trend-wise, is it's um, shaping a little bit more of what we've been building. You went from what we always call tactical, right, um, you know, long-range tactical, you know, uh, aggressive type styling um, to a lot more, uh, lightweight uh, backcountry builds. Mm-hmm. So we're building, and we take a lot of phone calls looking for people, uh, lightweight. Lightweight's the game, right? So can I, can I have something short enough that I can run my suppressor? And can I have something that I can back in that still has a lot of knockdown power? Um, you know, and, and that's, tend, that's seemingly shaping uh, where at least the long-range side is going. So for us, our Endeavor build, uh, which is a carbon fiber proof research barrel, you know, a 6-pound, 10-ounce build, uh, is becoming more and more popular where your big chassis guns, at least for us, and I you know, won't speak for everybody, but at least for us, have been uh, really, really slowing down. And, and on the dealer side, we've been seeing that as well. You know, our dealers, 
um, are, are putting people more into, you know, bolt guns. Guys basically said, you know, I've spent this much money or I had allocated this much money to spend on modern sporting rifles, but now I've got all those that I need and I want to kind of get something for myself and I want to go on these hunts out west and, you know, uh, you know what is what does that look like for me? And it's it's becoming lighter and smaller seems to be the trend. Yeah, which, I mean, I've got the uh, IOTA Crux on my mm-hmm. 7 exactly. mag, and it weighs 27 ounces, I believe. Exactly. Which is, you know, when you're, like me, when you're counting every ounce for those backcountry hunts, you're unpacking yep. your pack and checking it twice and taking <laughs> yeah. out every extra battery or, you know, can of tuna fish that you just don't want to carry because your pack's killing you because it's so heavy. Right. You know, that, that makes a big difference yep. uh, for sure. Um, and then the same thing in Africa with as much uh, spot and stalking as we did, that was very convenient uh, to have yep. a, a lightweight option there as well. Um, th- there's a uh, there's a new caliber mm-hmm. that just came out. It's the 6.5 PRC. PRC, yeah. And this is uh, essentially a 6.5 Creedmoor that's been on you know on testosterone or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We like to say in 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 house here we've been calling it the six five three more of it you know that had too many donuts. Mm. I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's kind of interesting you know it's a it's it's one when we were uh you know blessed enough to be one of the you know six main gun manufacturers that Hornady named on their uh, website as people who are building the PRC and. Um, it's kind of an interesting deal. I mean, for for you reloaders and hand loaders, you gun gun nut guys, it's basically a uh, 300 RCM that has been shortened and neck down to a 6.5. So it's um, what's kind of interesting about it. It has a very similar shape to a Creedmoor, uh, but it's 250 feet a second faster than a Creedmoor. Hmm. So what's exciting to me, I, mean, I just built one for myself. Been taking it out, shooting it, getting some information on it. Um, I really like it. And at first, you know, I was uh, skeptical. Um, but what it feels like to me is the same feeling that the 6.5 Creedmoor had when it first was released. There were a lot of skepticism, and then a lot of guys jumped on board. And I mean, no no caliber has been hotter in the last two to three years yeah. than the 6.5. Exactly. And now all you've done is you've you basically added 250 feet to it, which adds about 300 foot-pounds of knockdown at 500. So what's cool about it is the Creedmoor really, really jumps in and grabs like the varmint side up to a close range elk. You don't have to kill a water buck with it, but it's really a mule deer down in all practicality, in my opinion, you know, caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still do elk, so don't get me wrong there. But the uh, the PRC kind of picks up at, at, let's say, antelope and goes up through elk. And so like, I'm, I got, you know, you and I talked earlier um I'm considering even even dishing, you know, sell uh, cream more thing about selling. This is blasphemy, uh, Derek. I mean, after all the know, wonderful things you've said about the Creedmoor, I know, and now know. you're just going to cheat on it with the well, the well, six. I <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm shuffling, I'm shuffling my my gun cabinet up a little bit. I've got the 22 Creedmoor carrying my, my low end. I think the 6.5 PRC can kind of carry me through everything else. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's what's neat about it is I expected more recoil, right? Um, but I think if I would hand you a loaded gun with a 6.5 Creed or a 6.5 PRC, and I think you wouldn't necessarily, I don't know that you would really be able to tell. And that's what, that's what was very surprising to me. So it so pumps built- less than a, than a 7 mag or a 300 mm-hmm. Absolutely. anyway. Absolutely. So I'm running, this is kind of a cool stat. I'm running for my tournament gun. So I've got a 27 and a half inch long 6.5 Creedmoor 
shooting the um, 147 grain match grain bullets, right? That's mm-hmm. my long range setup for just, you know, it's a, like an 18 pound gun, right? We're going to sit up and we're going to shoot with that gun. Well, I can take this PRC, the PRC I built, I built in a lightweight Kirkstock, 22 inch carbon fiber barrel, gun weighs like six pounds and nine ounces um, without the scope. And I can shoot 50 feet a second faster at, at five and a half inches shorter than I do with my tournament gun with the exact same bullet. And, and the ammo is only $5 more a box than with the Creedmoor. And that'll probably so, come down as it increases in popularity. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we're talking, you know, a 30, let's say a 40, sub $40 ammo, which is pretty crazy. Uh, you know, we took it out and, you know, first three shots out of the gun were literally, you could have covered them with a dime. Um, and then we went and played around with it a little bit. And that's been an interesting one. So, you know, I mean, if, you, if you've got a Creedmoor, I'm a Creedmoor junkie, so don't, don't take this saying, well, if you got a Creedmoor, you need to get rid of it and get a PRC. <laughs> you know, to me, to me, they overlap so so much that it, you know it just made sense for me personally. But if you're looking at one of the two, man, it's it's one to seriously think about. Um, you know, adding to your cabinet if you you know if you're trying to decide between that and the Creedmoor, um, it's it's an interesting one to uh, to throw in there. Well, so we we know that the Creedmoor, a lot of the appeal is that it's. It stays. It's such a flat shooting round mm-hmm. at distance. Okay, so now you've got a fatter round. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it like, I just guess like aerodynamically, are you losing any of that uh, that long range, you know, uh, capability there? No, no. Actually, I mean, since you're using the exact same bullet, so we're both. I know it's coming out exact... hotter, but just yeah. aerodynamically, I, I don't just no, no, ballistically. No, so you... Yeah. So yeah, ballistically, if you're using you're using the exact same bullet, you're just pushing it 250 feet a second faster. Okay. So I mean, realistically, if you if you could take a cream more and turn it up 250 feet, um, or shove more powder in it, that's basically what you created. Um, so it, it's almost, like I said, it's it's I guess um, what most people are going to think of immediately. Uh, gun guys are going to think, well, it's like my 65284, and that's that's very true. It's about one uh, one and a half grains more volume of powder uh, or water volume than the uh, 284K. So it's a little faster than the 284. It's a lot faster than the Creedmoor. It's a little slower than a seven or than excuse me than a 65 uh, short action ultra mag, but it has factory ammo available. So you know it's kind of been fun the the really shooter junkie guys that are shooting the 65. Some, I think, are a little upset that Hornady didn't do that round instead, and they did this new round. <laughs> At the same time, I think they're a little upset that all of us, you know, average, you know, non-hand loader guys, I hate hand loading, non-hand loader guys are able to get pretty close to their category with factory ammo. The next time I hand load a bullet will be the first time. If <laughs> 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 that tells you how much I like it. Uh, it's, and it's not because I'm against it. I just don't have time, to be honest with you. It's mm-hmm. uh uh, well, that and like I said, man, you know, time is money, and that's not one that I'm willing to invest in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and you look at your seven mag with the Hornady's, or like I said, any of these cream wars and stuff with the, you know, the factory ammo. I mean, we're we're trying to, uh, you know, test because one thing we do different. I mean, I know you know this, but one thing we do different is we do shoot every single rifle, right? Mm-hmm. So we know that rifle it gets a birth card when it leaves here. We know, you know, what it shoots and how it should be, um, and you know, we keep a log of that if a customer ever has any questions with that. Um, you know, we we do probably 90% or more in uh, factory ammo and, and not hand loads. 
Um, just because, like I said, to me, I want to give you a gun that shoots really awesome and you can go buy ammo off the shelf and then um, not have to come back to me for, oh, I need another 20 or 30 rounds of my special soup for my particular rifle. Right. You know, that's just right. not how we've done it. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Okay, so the Psalm guy is a little butthurt about the whole deal, but <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, right, it is what it is. Okay, so the 6.5 PRC, uh, how, how many guys have you built so far? Just, just the one? Man, these are just off the shelf, got started. Like, they, in fact, Hornady just released it, released this um, about two to three weeks ago now. So this is the first one through. We have 10 currently in production right now. And, um, you know, I don't know how, you know, as far as how far reached, um, you know, guys will hear this broadcast, but um, great guns in Kansas City. And uh, John Sporting Center in Pittsburgh, Kansas, have already placed orders for um, a handful of these. So those will be the first shops that will be getting um, the 6.5 PRC from Horizon Farms. Um, awesome. So they'll be shipping those things here just a, a couple weeks to those guys. So um, I think it's going to be a hot one. I know um, it's, like I said, to me, we were we were early on the Creedmoor trend. I mean, we got made fun of for the Creedmoor uh, when we first started doing it, and I feel like this is kind of in the same groove. It's got to get the same feeling uh, going for it. So very cool. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Well, awesome stuff there. We're all, you know we're also excited. Uh, DSC will be here before we yeah. know it. You guys will you guys will be hitting the road, uh, attending all of the the major Oof. trade shows. <laughs> and it, we like I mean you know how it is. It's like we've got about four weeks to to roll up everything we're taking for the shows and get ready before Christmas. And then, you know, it's, it's for me, I'm, I'm almost on the road. It's five and a half weeks straight, um, trade shows. So we do a big booth there at Dallas Safari club, always my favorite show. Um, we leave that show. Uh, and then that following week, we have a big Africa night planned here for anybody who's interested in going. Um, like I know you guys put a trip together too. Um, and then we turn around and jump on a plane, go to Vegas for a shot show. And then before SHOT Show ends, I personally leave and fly to Houston, and the Houston Safari Club overlaps um, SHOT Show, and then I leave a little bit early from Houston Safari Club show and jump into SCI International back in Vegas. Um, so it's a whirlwind. Be, uh, so. Well, hopefully you have time between now and then to uh, to get down there to South Texas. Exactly. So Exactly. We'll look forward to seeing. Are you the one that's going to be taking – I guess the 6.5, the first one is yours, so we'll see uh, – Hopefully you can the get first it, one get a little bloody. It's a Dewalt yellow, gray, and black stock. I love it and I love everything about it. Uh, carbon fiber barrel and it looks slick. So, yeah, that one's spoken for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, send me a picture of a of a nice we'll South Texas buck and we'll do. see what the PRC can do. So. Cool. Well, cool. Well, Derek, man, we appreciate it. Uh, everybody, check it out. Horizon Firearms. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram. I don't think people really do Twitter anymore. I know I don't. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you can also find them at HorizonFirearms.com, and then uh, sister company, IOTA Outdoors. Uh, lots of precision uh, shooting equipment there, from um, mounts, you know, scope mounts, rings, and uh, zero lights, and and of course. The IOTA uh, line of stocks, the Kremlin and the Crux, and I think you'll have a new one coming out as well. Oh, yeah. You'll be looking for a SHOT Show reveal. We've got a couple new ones down the pipe that we're really excited about. Awesome, awesome. Well, cool, Derek. We appreciate it, man. Thank you very much, as always. All right, a good friend, Derek Ratliff of Horizon Firearms. Good stuff there, as always. Uh, That segment 
By the way, brought to you by Rudy's True Texas-style barbecue. Uh, if you haven't harvested that holiday turkey, hey, Rudy's has the next best thing. Some say it might even taste better. <laughs> They've got smoked turkeys and holiday ham, so let Rudy's do the work for you. Stop by the Rudy's in Allen, Texas. That's right in front of the Cabela's. And let Rudy's Barbecue take care of your holiday needs. Well, let's take a break. Up next, it's Ghosts of the Rut. Those big bucks that seem to come out of the woodwork once the rut hits. Ones that avoid feeders like plagues that you don't have a single trail camera photo of. But somehow the rut gives us the chance to catch these guys slipping. As was the case with my Oklahoma 9 from last weekend, we discuss next on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. I've been spinning my wheels I've been wasting my time Tried everything I know Just to get you off my mind I tried slamming doors And talking to Hey y'all, Cable here for my good friends over at Outlaw Outfitters. This veteran-owned and operated outfit will put you on the ducks, to say the least. I've been hunting with them for, gosh, four or five years now. They also do a deer, hog, and turkey as well. They have over 15,000 acres they hunt in Collin, Grayson, and Fannin counties. Whether you want to do a turnkey, you know, one morning waterfowl hunt, or a complete weekend package with authentic Cajun cooking and lodging, it's all right there within an hour of the Metroplex, and you can find them at huntoutlaw.com. Cable Smith here for Deerview Windows. As a whitetail hunter, nothing is more frustrating than poor visibility in a deer blind. It can flat ruin a hunt. At Deerview Window Company, they manufacture windows solely for the use in deer stand and deer blinds. All of their windows and doors can be custom made to fit your specific openings. Or you can select from standard sizes, from hinged windows to sliding windows and everything in between. Visit DeerviewWindows.com to determine which style window is best for your deer blind. Plus, you'll get a free quote. Deerview Windows, where visibility matters. I'm Lee Lukowski. And I'm Tiffany Lukowski, and you're listening to Lone Star Outdoor Show. They ain't got no margaritas here, unless the warehouse pay enough. They got liquor. Cable Smith welcoming everybody back to the Lone Star. Outdoor show powered by Dallas Safari Club. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. Mountains of Nuevo Leon. One of my favorites from Paul Eason there. As we're all set to discuss the ghosts of the rut. Those big white tail bucks that just magically show up once breeding season arrives. Uh, but before we do that, this segment brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit. You know, Land is the one thing they are not making any more of, y'all. So, if you're looking for that little piece of Texas to call your own, whether for hunting, recreating, running cattle, or even farming, let Lone Star Ag Credit help you out. They've been doing this for over 100 years, and you can find them at LoneStarAgCredit.com. All right. Well, let's talk about those big bucks, because uh, I was out at the lease last week, and spent, uh, I was there Tuesday and Wednesday, came home for a couple of days and then went back to southeastern Oklahoma on uh, Friday and spent Friday through Sunday out there. And my gosh, the running activity was incredible. Lots of bucks chasing does and something strange happened. And it's not unique to, uh, to my lease. It probably has happened to you where all of a sudden, a buck shows up that you didn't know existed. 
and it's because of the rut. They're looking for tail, and they've expanded their home range, or maybe it's that reclusive buck that just avoids feeders and human contact like the plague. Whatever the case, I had two of these guys show up uh, in kind of a funny situation on one of them, which I'll tell you about here in just a second. Um, But uh, over the last couple weeks, I've been doing a lot of rattling with the decoy, have rattled in quite a few bucks, everything from little immature four points to a heck of a a trophy. Uh, Well, I was just sitting on the ground, though, with a decoy, like I said, and wearing that hex stealth screen uh, hunting suit, which we talked about on the show recently. Anyway, this buck came in within 40 yards, had no idea I was there, uh, but he came in from downwind. And so I actually never even saw him until he snorted at me. And he was locked in on that decoy, but smelled me. So the suit performed, I, th- I believe, like it was supposed to. Uh, but, hey, big bucks come in from downwind. That's what they do. And he did, and, and that was church because that was during bow season in Oklahoma. And uh, that's another point. Why do I hunt Oklahoma? This is the Lone Star Outdoor Show. There's big bucks there, and it's affordable. So look into it uh, if it's convenient for you. It's not far from... Uh, where I live, and so it's a great option. Of course, I still hunt a lot in North Texas and uh, also South Texas as well. But uh, by and large, Oklahoma, a very poor state with a lot of great wildlife. So uh, it works out for me personally uh, to take advantage of that. And the running activity, like I said, full swing. They are fired up. And I'm sitting in the blind for the opening of rifle season on Saturday. That is one of the downfalls. I only get about a two-week rifle season in Oklahoma. And there are bucks chasing. It's crazy. And there's wind is blowing 30 miles an hour. And we know deer hate to be out in high winds. Didn't matter one bit this weekend. Um, so I see this, this buck that I, I believe was the number one buck on my hit list. This doe comes screaming out of the woods to my left. I'm sitting in my blind, and immediately here's what I believed was uh, the buck I was after following her. Get the Horizon firearms up and yell, hey, deer, hey, deer. No, nothing. Not not stopping him. He is on a dead sprint, and he's only 75 yards away. I just decided eh, that's not a shot I was interested in. I don't know. Maybe you uh, you take that running shot. I'm not saying that it's unethical. I've done it myself previously. Uh, The first buck I ever killed was running, and I gut shot him, and it took an entire day to find him. And so I decided from that experience, you know, that wasn't something I really wanted to replicate uh, very often. You know, take it for what it's worth. If it's a hog or a coyote, you know, the game totally changes. Uh, But for me on a big buck, not what I wanted to do. So I watched him run off, uh, sit there, uh, for t- probably about 10 a.m. and then I get out, start walking around, and like I said, the wind was howling, so I decided to still hunt for a couple hours, use the wind to my advantage. You know, deer couldn't hear me stepping on leaves, and uh, literally walked up within 40 yards of about 10 different doe. Never came across the big buck in the thick timber, and as I'm making a loop, I'd set out a uh, a scent blaster, away far away from any feeder just to kind of see what kind of pictures I could get, what bucks would come in to that scent. And I'd filled it with Megatarsal Plus. 
uh, attractant. I think it's by the Wildlife Research Institute. I think that's who makes it. And I pull my card, go back to the camper for an hour, and I'm looking through these pictures, and there is this massive, uh, just ancient. And he had to be, I think he's seven and a half years old. Has to be. Just gray face, ribs poking through, but still carrying this set of antlers that I was just like, whoa. I've never seen anything genetically like that on our lease in three years. And there he is, just out in the middle of broad daylight. This is the photo was at like 10, uh, 10.45, and I happened to walk by at 11.30. <laughs> just missed him. But this deer, we never even knew he was alive. No. We have 940 acres, four of us hunt it. We all have trail cameras out, and nobody had ever seen this deer. So uh, he immediately went to number one on the hit list, but I figured, hey, there's probably no way we're going to see this buck again. And uh, and so we were back in the blinds Saturday afternoon about 5.55, so maybe 30 minutes of shooting light left. I see a buck off to my right and not interested in the bait pile or the feeder. No, he's headed straight to the scent blaster. Well, I know it's a nice buck and I had seen another buck on camera when I was checking my cards at just my hand corn pile, uh, that I had never seen before. It was a nine point big mainframe eight with another, uh, with an extra, uh, fifth point on his left side. Uh, so I was like, well, if I see that buck, he's going down too. mature, at least five and a half, probably six and a half. And, uh, anyway, he makes his way to the scent blaster. I'm like, oh man, you know, my heart starts racing. I actually have to open the window on that side of the blind because like I said, the wind was howling. I was trying to keep my scent profile down. So I get that window up by this time. He'd already checked out the scent blaster, realized it wasn't another buck that he could fight. And so he's moving along and, and actually coming closer to me but I'm running out of uh, my shot opportunity window is closing quickly and so uh you know, I let out a meh he stops and all I have at this point is a neck shot that's not a shot that I uh have ever taken intentionally on a deer and I always preach shoot him in the shoulder you're going to drop him they're not going to go anywhere if you take out their four-wheel drive. And uh, I made a quick decision. It was like, it's neck or nothing. Put the 7 mag right there, vortex glass. Boom. He dropped like a sack of hammers. And so uh, that's my first <laughs> foray into neck shooting. But another case of where did these deer come from once the rut hits? So I don't know. I'd love to hear your ghost-like whitetail stories. Uh, shoot me an email. Lone Star Outdoors Show at gmail.com. We might read one of them on the air. But that's uh, that was my experience. Two bucks that I have never seen. Uh, it turns out, like I said, I did have one picture of that nine point from the 16th. So he had moved in or just gotten careless enough to actually come to a bait pile to check on does at some point, you know, the 16th. And then I got the picture of the massive seven and a half year old deer on the 18th on opening day. Don't know if we'll ever see that buck again. I hope that we do. Uh, I'm officially tagged out for rifle season, so if, if I get a shot at him, it'll be with the bow, or I don't know if he's going to make it to eight and a half. I'd love to have seen what that deer looked like at five and a half, though. That is for sure.
So the rut is crazy. <laughs> There's no better time to be in the whitetail woods than when the rut is peaking in your area. So uh, North Texas, Oklahoma, it's on fire. I know across Arkansas and Louisiana, uh, Alabama and Georgia, this is prime time as well. Uh, I know I know a Kansas bow hunter who was upset that uh, rifle season in Kansas opens during the rut. So uh, theirs is in full swing as well. And then South Texas, got to wait about three or four more weeks. Really Christmas time is when things are peaking in the brush country. But wherever you are, from New York to the West Coast, doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter if it's whitetail or blacktail or mule deer, or whatever. Find out when the peak of the breeding season normally is and get in your blind or get on a hilltop or a mountain, get behind the glass and take it all in because the rut is a special thing. That is for sure. And uh, and now I have my own scent blaster success story. Uh, that, that, like I said, is a, a product, a company that I've been with from the ground level since day one. Uh, it's been working for a lot of folks, seeing plenty of bucks hit the ground and hunters saying, hey, my scent blaster did the trick. Well, now I have my own testimony because it is absolutely the reason why that buck came out of the woods. And Hey, the feeder, like I said, it was 200 yards away in the opposite direction. Uh, and then so was my hand corn pile 100 yards from that. And the only reason he came out of the woods was to check out what that scent was. And there was actually another younger buck right behind him. Uh, but it stopped him long enough for for me to get a shot. And now he is in the freezer and going on the wall. And that segment, by the way, brought to you by Sendero Seed Company, Texas' premier seed company. They've got anything and everything you need to keep a happy and healthy whitetail herd, including the Dr. Deer-backed Buck Forge Oats. Check them out at SenderoSeed.com or call Rob Hughes at one 610 seed today well, let's take a break. Up next, we'll be joined by lifelong outdoorsman and sportsman's box founder, Adam Whitehead, right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Always been a gambling man, rolling bones with either hand. Seven years the promised land, early in the morning. Hey, y'all, Cable here for Three Curl Outfitters. And whether you want to bow hunt hogs or get after them with thermal imaging and night vision, under the cover of darkness, Three Curl has you covered. They've got the latest and greatest thermal imaging and night vision technology. They hunt unlimited, I mean, just thousands upon thousands of acres of ag fields. Or if you're a bow hunter and you want to sit in a stand and wait for the hog to come to you, uh, they can do that as well. Check it out, 3curl.com to book your next hog hunt. Hi, I'm Craig Boddington. I'd like to invite you to become a member of Dallas Safari Club, one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations. As a member, you'll receive Game Trails Magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. 
Howdy, folks. I'm Lee Hoffbear for Hoffbear's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. I hope you're enjoying the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've been a title sponsor for a number of years now, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'd also like to thank you for making Hoffbear's once again the number one Polaris dealer in Texas. Please keep buying your Polaris products from us. Send us your friends, your neighbors, all your hunting buddies, and I promise we'll keep giving the best deals on a brand new Polaris in all of Texas. Whether you're looking for a Polaris for work or play, whether you need a regular Ranger or maybe a Ranger Crew, an RZR, they've got an all-new Ace that you need to come test drive. We've also got four-wheelers from a youth model all the way up to the all-new Sportsman 1000. For your Polaris headquarters, Hoff Powers Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas is who you need to see all or get on the web and contact today. You can check us out at hpolaris.com. That's H's in Hoff Power, polaris.com. Or you can come see us at Highway 84 West in Gulfway, Texas. And folks, Hoff Powers has been in Central Texas for over 50 years now, and we couldn't have stuck around this long if we were steering you wrong. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone again? I got a bad desire. I'm on fire. Jared Medulla covering the classic Springsteen tune there. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show powered by Dallas Safari Club. Thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris as well. We're all set to uh, get into a little whitetail discussion. Uh, who knows what else? With Sportsman's Box founder, Adam Whitehead. But first, this segment of the show is brought to you by Lone Star Beer. The national beer of Texas. And for those of you tuning in on the podcast or out of state, uh, hey, if you ever make it to Texas, grab yourself a cold Lone Star Beer. And this hunting season, grab a 12-pack on your way to the deer lease. It's available in that camo can, once again, Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. All right, let's go ahead and bring on our next guest. Joining us now from somewhere in the Carolinas, I do believe. It's my pleasure to welcome Adam Whitehead to the show. Yeah, happy to be here. I'm, I'm glad you had me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, so we're going to talk about the uh, Sportsman's Box today. Um, awesome box. Just open up my first one, and we'll get into the contents here in a little bit. But, but before we do that, man, let's get to know you a little bit. I know that you're a, a lifelong outdoorsman, so tell us where you grew up and what you like to hunt. Yeah, so um, I grew up here in eastern North Carolina, a uh, small town, small farm boy. That I was lucky enough to grow up on a farm, and so ever since I could could hold a gun, pretty much, I've been hunting ever since I, I could cast a a rod and reel I've been fishing um, for hunting wise. We got whitetail, waterfowl, uh, rabbit, squirrel, quail, dove, kind of anything that we can eat. We've been hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fishing wise, we've, uh, we have a river close to us. And so uh, some, a fish that we call uh, a rock, which is a striped bass, they run up in the spring. And so we go after those excellent eating um, and then also shad fishing, bass fishing in local ponds, et cetera. Just been, uh, whenever I get some time, I try to get outside and chase something. Nice. So going back to the rockfish, um, you live on the east, eastern part, in the eastern part of the state. So you're pretty close to the ocean then? Yeah. Yeah. We're about an hour and a half away from, uh, from the outer banks. Uh huh. And so that's where these fish are coming from is from the ocean and they're running up yeah. the river. They run up the rivers to spawn, uh-huh. and then um, and so that's when we're able to 
to get after them. And, and now if anybody knows anything about the, the Outer Banks fishing, we have some of the best fishing right off our coast. And that's mainly due to um, the the stream. The Gulf Stream is, is fairly close, and so you don't have to go off, off as far uh, uh-huh. to get to the, the Gulf Stream. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the Outer Banks is something that, uh, you know, I don't know if it was on Wicked Tuna but that I became familiarized with it. Yeah. But uh, is, that, is that right? Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a number of boats that are, are based here in the Outer Banks, uh-huh. uh, Hatteras and whatnot. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, but yeah. so you guys call them rockfish. We call them striper or striped bass. And yeah. Yeah. we have actually, I don't know if you know this or if you've heard of Lake, uh, Lake Texoma, but it is one of four landlocked bodies of water in the United States where striped bass will reproduce and spawn naturally. And uh, it's because of the salinity levels in like the Red River, which is right on the Texas-Oklahoma border. And so these fish will, will go up the, the river and and spawn and, and actually uh, reproduce. So I think a lot of these, uh, you know, rockfish, striped bass, they're stocked in reservoirs all over the country, uh, but, mm-hmm. but they don't reproduce. So it's a pretty okay. unique fishery we have and Everybody loves chasing yeah. those big striper for sure. Um, well, I had an opportunity um, earlier this year. I went out with a, a she's on Instagram. Her name is Follow Her Arrow, and then um, a Nicole Oliver. And we oh yeah, Jess. Uh-huh. A, yeah, Jess and and Nicole Oliver and and their husbands, and we went out to there. Y'all have a lake out there, and it's a, a heated lake, and it holds tilapia. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what lake that is? Uh, I mean, we have, there's a few power plant lakes, uh, quite a few, and I don't know if Monticello was it, or, um, trying to think of some of the other ones, uh, Uh but yeah, they're, those tilapia, they thrive in there. Oh my goodness, and we went, we went boat fishing out there, and it was an absolute great time for anybody that hasn't been boat fishing yet, um, gotta try it out. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Well, so, so you grew up on a farm. Um, mm-hmm. you mentioned quail. Uh, I am curious just to, I like to find out how quail are doing in other parts of the country because ours have come back over the last three years where they were, mm-hmm. I mean, nearly wiped out. It was so bad and it was all because of drought conditions. Uh, mm-hmm. what about you guys as far as your native, uh, bobwhite population? Yeah, I'd say it was the same thing when I was first growing up. My, uh, my dad and older brothers would go and, um, We'd see six, seven coveys on the farm, mm. and kind of when I was coming up, uh, able to go out there with them, kind of the coveys went down, way down, like you said, wiped out. And then recently, um, you know, you can walk out there and start to jump up coveys, see them and whatnot. So it's definitely coming back, and it's it's awesome to see yeah. uh, the conservation and, and see them coming back. Oh, it's beautiful, no doubt about that. Uh, you also, so you've been to Texas a few times. Uh, you just mm-hmm. got back, what, a couple weeks ago from a whitetail and exotic hunt? Oh, yeah. My, uh, I have a buddy out there. His name is Jason Fox. He invited me to come come to a black buck hunt, and um, we were successful. It was an incredible experience um, getting out there, and uh, nothing but fun, nothing but uh, um, I would highly recommend that it's a ranch called the Panadera Ranch. Excellent lodging, food, uh, hospitality, and excellent animals on, on the farm there. And was that your first time uh, chasing exotics? Uh, that was actually my second time. So been after um, free-range Audad, which was exciting. I mean, those animals look like, when you just look at the animals, you're like, that is a stud. Yeah. 
And so, uh, so yeah, I got to chase all the ads out there. Uh, was not successful for those, but still a great time. Well, that's like uh, poor man sheep hunting is what I call it, and, and I love it. You <laughs> know? I've killed uh, yeah. two all dad, and, uh, uh-huh. and had you know, one of them I had to really work. It was a five day hunt. We got it on the last morning of the you know the last day. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they're they live in some unforgiving uh, terrain. So you find the nastiest piece of Texas, that's where you're gonna find all dad. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. And they move. And they move a lot. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh but but you don't have to pay forty grand to go hunt one like you do for a bighorn, so it's that's uh, right. It's a different ball game. Um well let's talk about the uh sportsman's box. And I'm looking yeah. I, I actually just opened my first one up and we'll go through the contents, but on the outside of the box something that struck me was it says this box made with recycled materials to preserve the habitat that sportsmen love. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's something, um, you know, we, we worked hard to, to get towards that. We want to preserve every piece of outdoor nature we have, and so that was just one small area that we can contribute to, and so we uh, we worked towards getting a box that was recyclable and had been recycled. Well, it's very cool, and then uh, going through the contents, I mean, first thing <laughs> I opened up, it was a Bison Coolers tumbler, 20-ounce uh, tumbler, and uh, so so awesome right off the bat. And then also we've got uh, Beanie, a Hunter Orange Beanie. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't I don't know this brand, Wick Max Heater. Tell us about that. Yeah, so that's uh, it's a brand called WSI Sports, and they've they've created this technology, and it's actually in the Beanie um, that is very wind resistant. Uh, it, it keeps your head warm. It's heater technology. And so that is um that company is based in Wisconsin, I believe. Uh-huh. And, uh but yeah, they do a lot of work with um MLB and NFL and they're kind of um kind of moving some of their technology towards the hunting and fishing industry to whereas it's very it's the heater technology is very uh usable. It stays tight to your skin but keeps you warm. So it's not big and bulky, but still keeps you warm. Okay, cool. And that company's called WSI. So, and you said they work with the NFL? Yep, they do a lot of work with MLB and NFL, kind of outdoor sports. Yeah. So, you know, well, um, those guys definitely cool. get the best of the best, so Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So. And then and then the other one, so you got the so you would have received the men's edition. Uh-huh. What's cool is we also now have a sports women's edition. Normally they're going to have longer hair and so they can what is it called? I think it's called like a, a ponytail hole or something is what okay. they call it. But it, it allows them to keep their ponytail, but you know, also wear your beanie. Right on, right on. Okay. Uh, also, we got some uh, Thanksgiving free-range turkey jerky. I mean, that's perfect for, for any hunter, whether you're yeah. in the backcountry or sitting in the deer blind. I mean, jerky is right. my go-to choice for a snack for sure. Uh Yeah. And then practical, a practical thing also right here, a bowstring wax from Mossy Oak, yep. which, I mean, if you're a bow hunter, you need bowstring wax. So uh, lots right. of practical stuff. What is the value of the, uh, of the box every month? It probably varies a little bit, but just generally speaking. Yep. Generally speaking, you're going to get uh, at least $60 worth of retail gear. Um, we average around 70 I believe it's 72 uh-huh. And we've shipped out over thirty boxes now, um, but yeah. So okay, 
And and so what is the like I want to sign up or better yet, I've got a sportsman or sportswoman, you know, in my life. This is a perfect gift for the holidays because as we all know, like cousin Eddie said, well Clark, it's the gift that keeps on giving all year round. So we always uh, get uh we got the sportsman's box is better than the jelly of the month club for sure. And no uh, doubt. so what if I want to sign up, what is the cost? Yeah, so we uh our flagship box, which is the original box that we kinda launched the company with back in March of two thousand fifteen and we've been perfect perfecting that and then coming out with new additions to continue to segment and, and serve the, the sportsman or sportswoman to the uh, exactly what they're looking to receive each month. And so that one starts at $39 a month. And the more months you buy in advance, it gets less expensive per box. Uh-huh. But then a cool new thing that we just launched as well is called the Scout Edition. And the Scout Edition is kind of, uh, it's just a budget-friendlier box. Um, it starts at $25 a month. And again, the more months you buy in advance, it kind of scales down in price just a little bit. But that one is going to be a sampling of our flagship box. Okay. So just a, a way to you know stay engaged with the uh, with the outdoor sportsman's lifestyle and yet still have that fun of you know a box of a box of hunting and fishing gear showing up at, showing up at your doorstep every month. Right on. Yeah, I could have used this beanie on my Colorado elk hunt because uh, you have to wear hunter orange up there, and uh, mm-hmm. I guess if you're rifle hunting, and so it was actually a rifle hunt during the rut, and my buddy nice. that I went with was bow hunting. Uh, he didn't have to wear hunter orange, but I did, and so I, I, I didn't yeah. know that going into it. So we had to run by the, uh, you know, Walmart there and and grab a few things that weren't very comfortable or practical. But yeah, you know, each month we're working very hard to put um, quality gear. We work with premium brands like Remington, Browning, Scentlock, uh, Bison coolers, as you just talked about, and so um, we're continuing to work with with companies that that are pioneering the way with new products. Um, but you can expect knives, socks. We can do size gear because uh, right after you sign up, we ask um, for what we call the sportsman style profile, and, and you give us your sizes, pant size, shirt size, sock size. Hmm. And so, you know, we're, we're getting in specific items so that, you know, you're not going to get a random size T-shirt, right. for example. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as you were alluding to earlier, kind of like that uh, the, uh, blaze orange beanie um, that you received is, is – that was something you needed, but you didn't know you had needed it at the time. Right. And so as a sportsman's box member, you you received it, and now you have it, and you can put it in your hunting pack. So things that you, you need and you might not have known you need, things that you, you see in a store and you're like, oh, that would be nice to have, but, you know, I'm not going to get it. Um, we get that comment so much, and it's just like, but ever since they got it, it's like, I'm glad I have this now. And it, and it came in a, you know, a fun box to discover. Yeah. On top of that, we want to help um, you know our members discover the new products that are hit, hitting the market, new companies that are coming out with innovative products. And then on top, you know, another thing would be um, items that we run out of: gunnel, bowstring wax, like you just discovered, um, face paint, you know, stuff like that. Uh huh. Okay. Right on. Awesome stuff. Yeah. And then what? Let me ask you this because it seems like more of these uh, monthly box companies are showing up. You guys are, I don't know if you're the first or one of the first, it seems like for sure, but uh, you guys appear to have had a jump start on on that uh, marketplace. Yeah, so we, we were the first. We launched in March of 2015. That's actually kind of why I decided to start is, is I was doing some research and 
Um, I love this industry. I want to continue to see it do well. I want to see it grow and I want to see a better perception um, of hunting and fishing in all of the media. And so, you know, one area that was not being done that consumers were enjoying from companies was a subscription box. And because I was actually going to go sign up for a hunting box myself and there wasn't one. <laughs> and so that's when I was like, well, yeah, we'll do it. We'll fix that. And so, um, yeah, we'll fix that. And so members have been enjoying it. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And um, but, yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun. I believe we're pioneering um, this model for the industry and we're just continuing to grow and, and establish better relationships that we're, we are absolutely excited to share with our members and you know hopefully future members of what's coming up for, for the next couple of months and then 2018 and, and beyond you guys have uh some holiday sales coming up yeah sure do uh you know cyber monday christmas holiday season it, it makes a great gift um you know as you alluded to earlier it's the gift that keeps on giving mm-hmm. and um you know for that loved one of yours that friend of yours if you being able to send them a sportsman's box, A, it comes from you every month. And so, you know, you get to be the cool uncle or cool girlfriend, cool, cool boyfriend, whatever, um, to where you can uh, remind them of who you are every month. And so that's one cool thing about the monthly subscription box. Um, but, yeah, we have a special coming up. Uh, the coupon code is tis the, tis the season. For anyone that signs up using that code, you get 20% off right away off initial sign-up. And if you sign up before Thanksgiving, before Thanksgiving Day or on Thanksgiving Day, you get an extra $20 gift in your first box. Very cool. Well, so, yeah, and the website is? Uh, sportsmansbox.com. Uh-huh. And then social, um, Facebook, Google. Instagram. Yep, Sportsman's Box. We're all Sportsman's Box. So. Perfect, perfect. Well, cool stuff, man. I am certainly looking forward to uh, unboxing this every month. And since, uh, well, no one got it for me i guess i'll think of you when i open it up (laughs) there we go (laughs) all right buddy well hey i hope that you have a great rest of the uh, whitetail season and uh thanks for jumping on with us it's been a treat yeah i've enjoyed it and uh good luck out there everyone all right take care all right you too bye clark that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year that it is edward (laughs) there he goes adam whitehead of the sportsman's box uh, that segment, by the way, brought to you by All Seasons Feeders. Check out the 600-pound stand and fill. It's what I have at my lease. It's the most user-friendly feeder ever. You can find it at allseasonsfeeders.com. Well, unfortunately, just looking at the clock here, got to go. Got to get out of here. Got to get to the deer lease, actually. But do want to say thanks to our guest today, Derek Ratliff of Horizon Firearms and IOTA Outdoors, and obviously Adam Whitehead of Sportsman's Box. Uh, Be sure to get out there, take advantage of the rut, because when it's gone, it is gone. There's no better time to be chasing white tails than right now. Uh, Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of the Lone Star Outdoors show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. Kalikimaka is a wise